You're listening to Happy Hour with Jonna and Carol. I'm Jonna Spilbore. I'm Carol Pesci. And this is the podcast version of our award-winning radio show. That's right. Now you can listen to our radio show whenever you want on your time. It's Happy Hour. What is Happy Hour? It's a 60-minute or so. Where you have a happy beginning, middle, and ending. people expect from this show number one they should expect to get some really good stuff because we have stuff a lot of stuff meaning content yeah smart guests yeah make your life better and we make you laugh laugh a little because that's about it you only go around once yeah gotta have a little fun all right listen up good morning and welcome to happy hour again i'm frankenberry along with john spillboard carol pesci we've got ourselves another sunday show and a fantastic show too uh the word exponential is going to come into play is that yeah, correct i'm gonna let yes. you guys cover that word Okay. It's a little too early for me. See, I couldn't even say two correctly. <laughs> it was a little too early. Yeah. A little too early for you. Yeah, there's a, a couple of extra letters in exponential, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, now, you know, exponential right. is such a good word, and we have such a great guest, but we'll, we'll tease her. We'll tease her in a minute, but you got to stay tuned for Sherry Riley. Because the show is going to get how much better? Exponentially. There, there you, you go. go. Very nice. See? What a great scoop. But what is the subtitle before we get to the tease? Her bu- so all right. So in about 15 minutes we're going to be talking with Sherry Riley. She's a powerhouse of a person, a public speaker and an author and her book is called Exponential Living. Stop spending 100% of your time on 10% of who you are. I love okay. that. Right? Doesn't it make you go oh, without reading another word? I was like, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> without reading I another love word. It. And PS her forward was written by Usher. Oh, wait till we... I'm going to save this oh, for when she comes on. Oh, because I'm going to blow it? Uh, no, but I'm going to make her tell everybody the story. She's one of the most interesting people I have ever not met. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, so she's going to be coming up in about 15 minutes. Very cool. Now, yes, and I can't wait. And I think she's excited to be on the show with us as well. well who wouldn't, honestly? And so I, so I regret that I am about to <laughs> embarrass yourself again. I am about to probably rage for a couple minutes. Uh, um, and she's going to have this show to keep forever and ever. But can I just say something? Yes. Do you, all right. So we know that our show, Happy Hour with All of Us, is not only is it award winning, but it's like a fantastic radio show. Of course. Right. But right. I mean, right. But every once in a while, I will listen to somebody else because we're not on the air all the time. We're not on 24-7. Right. If we had that constant practice, it would be even better than it is. No, I don't think that's where she's going. Well, (laughs) but, oh yeah, no, we don't need any practice. Plenty of practice. So every once in a while, I will turn on another radio show and... Lately, I've been. You remember, like a few months ago, I was stuck on the doctor's show because they were talking about plastic surgery. Then I got off that. Then I, I started Real listening Housewives. to. Well, that's that's not a radio show, oh, but TV. I'm okay, definitely gotcha. definitely stuck on that. Issues there. But now I've switched over to this uh, radio station on Sirius uh, called Stars, and one of the radio shows is Doctor Laura. Now you you've heard of Doctor right. Laura, have you not? Yes. Yes. Well. I don't know how Dr. Laura, she's very, very famous. And let me say this before I say anything else. Very, very smart. She's earned her keep. She's been around forever. She's probably a multi-gazillionaire. But she is the meanest. She She is the judge... Judy of psychiatry. Wow. I guess she's a, I, I don't know what her exact credential is. she's got is. daddy issues. 
She's got some issues. So let me just tell you this because I actually my I was listening to her in the car earlier this week. My jaw dropped. Here are, here are just a couple of the calls that she took. Uh-oh. Okay? And I'm not even exaggerating a little bit. And Dr. Laura, if one day we meet you, we'll have a conversation about this. I'm not saying this to be mean. I'm just saying this because you're mean and I am calling you. <laughs> okay. So she go, okay, here's one call. Here's one call. All right, woman calls up. She's like, okay, I'm, you know, my name is so-and-so, and I have three children, ages, you know, 12, 10, 8, blah, blah, blah. I have a mother who just got diagnosed with cancer. I have two siblings who live within driving distance of mother, but I have to get on a plane because I live 18 hours away. And Dr. Laura cuts her off, cuts her immediately off and says, don't you dare go visit your mother with cancer. Like what? What? <laughs> but she's not kidding. She's like, you have you have three children and a family that you need to tend to. You are not going to change the fact that your mother has cancer. So why bother wasting your time getting on a plane? Uh, have, and I'm going. This can't be real. But so, Doctor Laura, like, if you, I now listen to her as if I'm watching a train wreck. I can't stop listening. Well, just maybe this is the see. deliberate direction she's taken her show. Could like, be. Drama wins. This this sort of because tough you talk. are still listening, even though she's annoying. No, I I'm not still listening. I cannot help but listen. See, I cannot help but turn. On. Well, right. isn't this the, the, kind of similar to what you and I discussed a long time ago about Tony Robbins when he got in that uh, oh. that deep pile? And I said, you know, had, did you see the way he was walking the yes. woman back? Yes. And you said, well, that's kind of what Tony Robbins does. He's an in your face. He's a right. push you, try to make you push back mm-hmm. kind of person. Now, is this where she's trying to come from? So I suspect that's where she's trying to come from. But here's what rubs me the wrong way. And you know, I'm not easily rubbable. That's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's for a completely different show. Here's what rubs me the wrong way. She has a very, and people know, when they call her, they know. Like, she is anti-divorce, very, very anti-divorce. And when she, and she's anti, not that she's anti-family, but she doesn't take any excuses. So, like, when she says to this woman, don't go visit your dying mother because you have your own family to take care of, I think it misses the mark. But she, well, of course it does. Yeah. She, another call that happened was a woman basically called in and said, I have a husband who is physically and verbally abusive, and I don't like it, and I want out of the marriage. Her whole thing is, you can fix that. Oh, no. My whole thing is, run, don't walk. Right. Right, right? before you get hurt some more. She's oh got uh, She's got an online course now called The Proper Care and Feeding of Husbands, and it's a course to teach you how to make your marriage better. Now, again, I'm not bashing Dr. Laura. I am just saying that I don't... Personally, I don't find that approach all that pragmatic all the time. Like, I think don't make women feel like they need to do whatever it takes to save their marriage if a woman doesn't want to be in the marriage. Right. I mean, we we don't want to go backwards. I mean, we see so much going backwards. And and how much of this Dr. Laura thing is based, I'm going to guess that some of it is based on her religious upbringing and where she stands with that. I'm going to guess she's probably a devout Catholic. No, she's actually Jewish. Dr. Laura Schlesinger. Yes. Well, there is still a strong belief there when it comes to not getting divorced. Sure. Wow. And so I'm just amazed, but it, it just struck me that, like I said, she is the Judge Judy of the self-help radio genre. And people call in. They call in. And this is what they do. She'll abuse the crap out of them. 
you know, don't go visit your mother. Don't get divorced. Don't do this. What are you stupid? And all this is what they do. They'll go, oh, you're right. You know what? You know what, doctor? You're right. I think she's you're doing right. damage. You're right. You're right. But people love her. Why? I, I remember I met her four million years ago one time <laughs> for a fleeting second when, when Court TV was still on the air. I was there and one day Dr. Laura was there. And um, so, so, and again, a long, long time ago, she would never remember, but I remembered because she was actually mean in person too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So gosh. I don't know why I'm so surprised, but that is her shtick, and I'm just amazed that she's got such a following. I don't get it. Well, <laughs> we do know there's a lot of folks out there that do like getting yelled at, that do like getting abused almost, you know, that that is the way that they, you know, or they ask somebody else to tell them what to do. And Dr. Laura apparently is more than willing to do so. She will tell you whether you want to hear it or not. And whether it's the right advice or not. They just think. Who's the other call-in show um, that's horrible that I can't believe is a national show? Oh, tell me. Who? Uh, It's a woman, and she does these love songs. Oh, Delilah. She's like the most popular. Uh, I think she, isn't she like number one nationwide and even on the moon? uh, She's she's a big big AC nighttime DJ, yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's been around for years. But it's not, it's not my thing. Although, I do think... See, one of these days, we have to convince the suits here to, so that to, we need to take phone calls. Right. Because I think they don't trust th- us. There's some, and I don't blame them. But there is some <laughs> real gold when people call in with their honest, whatever's going on with them. Yep. There is real gold in them, their, their hills. hills. Yeah, there is. So anyway, so that's my beef. And again, I'm not saying that because like, oh, I'm trying to beat up Dr. Laura. It was just, it's rare that my jaw will drop when I'm listening to a show like that. Well, it also, like you said, uh, with the first woman, just to get cut off, it seems, before she was able to actually ask her full question and make her point, you know, now, you know, it's Dr. Laura apparently coming from a position of not knowing exactly what the woman is calling for in the first place. She's already made up her mind. She is so smart and intuitive and has been doing this so long. I think she gets it. Like, she's already cutting to the chase before you even know what your chase is. Like, boom. She's like a cobra. Like, boom. She just strikes. (laughs) But and and I guess and it makes for for good radio, right? I was listening to it's all another, a matter of perspective. I guess. Yeah. It, it, it's amazing when you can make something that that upsets you and horrifies you, but yet you have to watch, or have listen. to listen to it. Like, well, yeah, like, like you said, train wrecks—they do yeah. that. Yeah, that's the magic formula of most reality shows. Unlike there was yes, there was a you know. So now I'm stuck on this station. There was another show by, and I, I'm not going to name a name here because again, I don't want to get a reputation for bashing celebrity hosts. Um, but she's a celebrity. She's got a talk show, and the entire show was about um, a thing that people would use when they're being intimate if they needed, if conditions were. Uh, gosh, this is really hard to say on Sunday morning radio. If they needed uh, assistance. If they needed assistance, uh, yeah, that had flavor. Okay. Um, okay. All right, All right. I got you. I understand. And they, the whole show was about that. And again, I sat there going, why am I listening to the show? <laughs> and then I listened to the whole show. So I don't know. Maybe we got we should We should have a very controversial topic and talk about that for an hour and see what it does to the, you know, the book. The book. The book. As they say. To see if the emails light up. 
to see if we stay minus, on the minus air. Minus the live phones. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and again, all of these shows uh, have a call-in component. So there you have it. But back in the old days, um, we used to take calls. And that was one of my favorite parts of the show because you just never, it was fun to kind of wing it. You never knew what direction it was going to go. Yeah, and and we had a bleep button for, you know, the, that purpose. If we needed it, we could use it. And, uh, right. and it wasn't so bad. It just didn't work so well all the time. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there were occasions where it didn't work. And we didn't know it until we were reminded of that because somebody happened to be <laughs> listening. <laughs> what, we, what we thought worked. We never got a letter from the um, FCC. I was going to say FAA, but <laughs> that's the wrong F. We're low flying here. We're okay. Yeah, that got was it. the wrong F. <laughs> all right. So exponentially speaking. Oh, all right. So, we are going to get to, what is her name again? Yes. Sherry. Sherry Riley. So, Sherry Riley. I'm going to uh, ask her to tell us her story when she joins us in just a few minutes because she's got this great book. She also has a, a class that you can take on the Creative Live platform her story is is amazing so I'll just, I'm just going to hint at it right now she's one of these people who she was super duper successful in her chosen career and I'll let her give you those details super duper successful but not happy right so she decided to make a like a 360 ah, she, that takes so much courage it takes so much guts and courage and and commitment because you know when you do, if you have a super lucrative career that's you know uber lucrative, and then you decide to do something else, chances are you're not going to be as lucrative for at least for a little while while you get off the ground. And she had to make a commitment to that, and she had to make some decisions which were probably life changing. One of them involves Usher. I'll oh, make boy. sure that she tells us that. Anyway, so now what she wanted to be was a speaker and an author, and she is both of those things, and she's kicking butt and taking names so when we come back from break we're going to have on the line with us sherry riley and we'll be talking about exponential living that is on the way and we look forward to it this is happy hour with jonna and carol and we will be back on k104 jonna and carol on k104 it's happy hour. live better laugh harder it's happy hour with jonna and carol and we're back. This is Happy Hour here on K104 with Jonna and Carol and myself. And it's time to get to our fantastic guest. Yes. And I know, Jonna, you've been uh, you've been talking up a storm about Sherry Riley here. So yes. we're going to talk to her now. We were uh, teasing her earlier because she, this... Okay, so I cannot wait till we get to talk to her. Now, let me just tell you a couple things about Sherry. I found her because... It, here's her message, and I'm not going to spoil it because she's going to tell you all about this. Sherry's message is... Peace is the new success. Oh, and when I came across it. that, yes, because isn't that what we all want? Like we sit here, we work and we hustle and we're going in 15 different directions and we're doing all this <sighs> stuff. And why do we do it? We do it because essentially we want peace, but we think we're, we can only get it through this method. Right. Through right. this method. She's going to turn that around for us. But let me just tell you a little bit about who Sherry is. I so, have a feeling I'm going to love her because I, I, personally put so much value on my peace of mind and mm-hmm. being calm and happy and at peace and that has tremendous tremendous value oh i can't wait to it does to and it and she's going to tell you exactly why too so Sweet. sherry is an empowerment speaker a life strategist and a best-selling author the book that we're going to focus on today is called exponential living stop spending a hundred percent of your time on ten percent of who you are that alone if you just oh my first question title, for her is going to be that subhead like I that know. come to you 
a dream. Oh, it's exactly. It's just <laughs> perfect. It's just perfect. I love it. Um, and which, by the way, her book Exponential Living that I just referenced uh, is an award-winning book. It's published by Penguin Random House, and it's the 2018 NAACP Image Award nominee, and her. has won several t- 2017 self-help book awards of the year. Um, you guys are going to love her. So, without further ado, we have on the line Sherry Riley. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello, hello. How are y'all doing? Can you tell we're excited to be talking to you today? <laughs> I, am, I am over here blessing. Like, it's raining like crazy here in Atlanta. Oh. I live in Atlanta. It's raining like crazy. But you guys have totally brought the sunshine for me. Oh, so thank good. You. <laughs> well, and your book is next. This is Carol. Your book is my is my next read. John and I are both avid readers, and uh, I've had my yes. hands full, and I'm ready for my next book, and it's going to be yours. I can't wait. I'm in the middle of it right thank now. You. So, can, may, Do you mind, John, if I yes. ask her the first question? Go ahead. All right. So I know we're going to get into your story, Sherry, which Jonna is going to ask you about, um, but I have an appreciation for... Um, being a wordsmith, being creative, being powerful, which you are all of that, that subhead is brilliant. Did it take a lot of work? Did it come to you and you just knew it was it? (laughs) It was, honestly, um, I was having a conversation with uh, a mentee of mine, and we were, I was at her office, and she's this vibrant, energetic, fun woman but that day like her head was low her energy was low and but she couldn't put her hand on it like she just kept saying i don't know what's wrong and i said okay well i know you know she loves singing she loves singing in the choir and i said okay well are you singing in the choir and she's like well no i haven't i haven't been singing i haven't been doing that and i said okay well you've always had pets do you have a dog and she's like no because of my travel schedule I, we live, you know, she lived an hour from her parents. I said, okay, well, when's the last time you were home? And she was like, I don't know. She's like, Sherry, I just, I work all the time. Hmm. And I said, well, how are you going to find 100% of your fulfillment if you're spending 100% of your time on 10% of who you are? And both of us like, Boom. oh, my God. I just got goosebumps. <laughs> we're, both, and we're both marketing people. So we both was like, oh, my God, that's brilliant. That was 20 years ago. Wow. But then I went on this journey, guys. I, yep. I I knew I'm a marketing person. I knew it was a great subtitle, as yep. you said. But I needed to know the how. Okay, mm. okay, that's great. But how? How do we stop spending 100% of our time on 10% of who we are? And you know the funny thing? I had to fight for that to be the subtitle of the book. <gasps> no. Uh, oh, my <laughs> gosh. Good for you that you fought for it. Because I've gotten goosebumps twice when you mentioned because it. Uh, it breaks all the rules. It's too long. It, I mean, it breaks all the rules. And I was, if we have time, I'll tell you the story on how it ended up being the subtitle, but it was not easy. I had to generally go through layers of conversation and discussion <laughs> to finally get that as the subtitle. I love it. Like, this part is not up for discussion, people. We'll, uh, we'll make time for that. I love it. Sherry, I got, I please, I promised everybody, including our listeners, that you were going to at least begin with telling us. I got, tell people your relationship with Usher. You have to tell that story like you tell it in the beginning of the book. Yes, so I started at LaFace Records when he had just turned 15 years old. And he was this unknown kid. Um, Everyone knew he was talented. But when I got at the label, his voice was changing. He had acne. And so this kid star that the label had signed, um, they didn't know what to do with him because he still had this, this charisma 
um, but they just couldn't put their finger on it. And here I was, you know, just a few years older than him in my mid-20s, and I was this dreamer as well. I came from a small town in Kentucky, so we really bonded through this dream. He had a dream. I was there because I had a dream. And so for three years, like, it was me and him and his mom that really worked to break him as an artist that really focused in. I mean, no one was really paying him any attention. And, you know, again, we bonded on this dream. But when his first record came out, You Make Me Wanna, like that first big smash, I knew it was time for me to resign from the record company and start my own business. But I also knew that I couldn't work with him any longer. And I knew that was going to be devastating for this teenager because, you know, at this point, so many people had, you know, really disappointed him, turned their backs on him, not really worked with him. And mine was just the opposite. I made that decision because, as I've told him many, many times, I was more concerned with him, the man, than him, the brand. Mm. Like, I knew he needed my friendship more than my marketing expertise. Wow. And so I, I wouldn't work with him. And he didn't understand it for 10 years. Like, he was just like, it makes no sense to me. Like, why wouldn't you work with right. me? And to be very honest, it didn't make sense to me. Why was <laughs> I not working with him? You right. know, I'm like, I lost the business. It's all this money. Um, but I'm so grateful that I was able to be that discipline um, because there were so many times in his life, transitioning from boy to man, from artist to philanthropist to business person, that I was the only person that wasn't on the payroll, that had no vested interest. And so when it was those late-night conversations that he needed to just have a voice he could talk to, uh, when it was those opportunities for him to just grow into who he was, we had those opportunities to talk. And that's really where Exponential Living first started coming to life is being able to focus more on the personal side and how that helped us grow in our professional development. Wow, I love that. It's, it gives me yes. goosebumps when I hear that because that was a really life-changing decision that you, and for, for my money, Sherry, that was one of the most selfless things I've ever heard of a person doing. Is oh, what thank you. Did. You. Thank, it, you know, it was, I, I never questioned the decision, um, but I did sometimes feel like, was it wise, right? Like, mm -hmm. I knew it was the right decision, but was it wise? And like I said, it was 10 years um, before he finally understood, oh, now I get it. Um, and now I get it because when I didn't have anywhere else to turn you were there when I didn't right. understand I could always trust your answers when right. everyone else was saying yes to me you were saying that's not a good decision um, and so financially yeah that was millions of dollars left on the table <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but as you read in the foreword um, and as, as, as you, you see from just the journey both of us benefited in the quality of what the experience brought us, not only as friends, but um, just for his career. And then, you know, later in my career was being able to use that as a catalyst for what I'm really purposed to do. Oh, my right. gosh. So it, the book, so as I um, alluded to, the book is really about finding peace and you have essentially like nine components to exponential living so we won't be able to touch on all of them but let's go over some of the highlights so that our listeners can be intrigued and go buy your book yes 
Yes. Well, the the journey to to peace, so many people feel like that, you know, peace is a destination. Mm -hmm. You know, when I get the money, when I get the title, when I get the husband, when I get the wife, when I have the children, when my children start school, when my children graduate school, you know, we think (laughs) it's a destination. And the reality is, is it really is a lifestyle, but so many of us don't know how to live in our true power of peace because we think it's external. And so when I went on this journey of the how, um, because it was for me, I crashed and burned. I was the one spending 100% of my time on 10% of who I was. I was the one who had the six-figure career, you know, the ushers and the Tony Braxton's and the TLC's were, you know, on fast, on uh, speed dial on my phone. And I was miserable. I was miserable because no amount of money can buy you peace. No amount of, of, of titles or even relationships can give you peace. And I thought I was an anomaly until so many of my friends began to share with me that was their truth as well. And so the very first principle in exponential living is live in your power, which means we have to make a decision. You know, some of us can't even start the journey of peace until we make the decision, Mm -hmm. until we stop saying, I don't know, right? Because we always know. We may not be ready to deal with it. We may not be ready to make the decision. We may not be ready to, to actually deal with the consequences of the decision. We may not be able to deal with the things that we have to release. But we always know. And so the the first principle in exponential living is we've got to just start by making a decision. And that's how we live in our power. You know what I love about one of the many things I love about that, Sherry, is when you make a principled decision, you then make a thousand other decisions at the same time because they become easier because they're like, no, I decided this. Then as Mm -hmm. things come up, you know, Mm -hmm. is this in alignment with that decision that I'm sticking to or isn't it? And it makes, I think once you make sometimes what might be a scary decision, I think it makes a thousand ones easier. That is exactly it. You just hit the nail on the head. And and, and then movement starts. Whether you yes, go forward right. or go backward, right. you're moving. But when you sit in the perpetual I don't know or the lack of making a decision, you're just sitting. You're just hovering. And so you can't either rinse and repeat, means it works, keep going, or course correct. Oh, that's not the right way to go. Let me switch gears. But until you make a decision, you're just kind of hovering and and that's where misery kicks in. That's where the same old thing kicks in. And that's when we get in that state of depression or, you know, not having peace, feeling the anxiety. And a lot of times it's not because life is so bad. It's mm-hmm. just because we're in that hovering state stuck. of not making a decision. Right. I used to, um, stuck. excuse me, I thought you were done there. Um, I used to see this uh, empowerment speaker that I would follow for a while years ago. He was pretty good. And, and I remember him, he would say to people and he would ask them a question and their answer would be, I don't know. It would be like me's major life decisions. And I'll never forget, he would always come back with, I know you don't know, but if you did know, what would your answer be? <laughs> yeah. And then Sherry, inevitably, they always had the answer. Like, I think we need to gain yes. a little more trust of ourselves. That's exactly it. Because I've had so many clients say, I don't know. And then they'll talk for 10 more minutes telling me exactly what they know. And then they'll <laughs> yeah, run like away, but I have so much to do. <laughs> Sherry, one of the other principles you have here is happy is a choice and joy is a lifestyle. Mm. Can you talk uh, about that a little bit more to us, please? 
Yes, and that one is so key because, again, if we really look at life, if we look at a simple day, if we look at social media, right, or you read a hundred things that are really good, right, and then you get that one person that's like, ah, you suck. I didn't like what I heard. (laughs) And you spend all day, right, on that one That never happens. (laughs) You know, and so... Happy is a choice. Like, we can choose to mm-hmm. focus on the one or two things that aren't that good, or we can choose to celebrate the many, many things that are great, mm-hmm. the many, many things that are wonderful. And when happy is a choice, when we decide, you know what, yes, there's a couple of things that are challenging, but there's way more things that I choose to celebrate. When we celebrate, we can't help but start feeling gratitude. And when we let gratitude really sink into our spirit, sink into our mind, sink into our conversation, it taps into that deep-rooted joy. And when happy and gratitude connect with celebration, Mm. joy is a lifestyle. And I've been in some places, guys, where everything around me was falling apart. mm -hmm. But deep inside of me, I had my joy. You Mm. know, when the old wife... The old wise folks say, you know, you can't steal my joy, you know, and that's really true when we allow joy to be a lifestyle. And and I want to, you know, kind of let people release the myth that if you decide to be happy and if you allow yourself to feel the joy, that it means you're not being realistic about the challenges. And it's just the opposite. It really does allow you to live in that place of peace so you can get clarity yep. around the wow. challenges. Right, right, so, right. So, Happy and joy is really the fuel that allows us to be more realistic with what we need to do to move forward. And I think if you practice being happy and feeling joyful, you get more things to be happy and joyful about, right? Because it's along the lines of the law of attraction. I think the problem that people have, back to your original point, is when you get to the point that you're motivated to make a decision or you're motivated to act, chances are you you are freaking miserable right so it's yes. it's hard to yeah. dig deep and but like yes. we don't we don't like people should read your book for example when everything is hunky-dory like before they've hit any kind of bottom so that you don't have to hit bottom but we don't do that right we don't we wait until things are uncomfortable and then we do it but i promise you you are 100 percent correct if you can just find the pieces of your life to be happy about you're going to attract more things to be happy about i love that principle Yes, that that is one of my favorite ones. What what about this? Because this is hard for people to relate to. Stop working, start maximizing. Yes, and this one is the fuel. This is the engine that makes exponential living work. I'll share a quick story. When I was working at the Face Records, um, Antonio L.A. Reed is one of the co-presidents. And I, I work hard, and so I'm at my desk, and I've got my head down, and I'm working. And he comes, and he's standing in my door of my office. And he'd probably been there maybe 30, 45 seconds before I even realized he was there. And so I look up, and he says to me, he says, Sherry, you know what? You are a marketing genius. Like, you have created marketing strategies that have allowed my artists to sell millions of albums. He said, but the challenge you're going to have in your career, the thing that's going to cap you is your head is always down and you're always working. Hmm. And I listened for like a second um, and then I was like, okay, but I need to get back to work. So it was it was literally 10 years later 
before I really understood the impact of what he was sharing with me. And what it was is there's a difference between busy and productive. Oh, boy. And what I found is that I was busy working, but when my head was down busy working, I never gave myself the opportunity to see the opportunities that were around me. So I wasn't as productive. So when I say stop working, start maximizing, I mean, don't allow yourself to just live on that hamster wheel where you're just constantly moving, 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 thinking, thinking, running, running, constantly on on that hamster wheel and never give yourself an opportunity to really maximize the opportunities that are around you. Because some of us, and, and I'll say me, I'll confess, there's been many times that I spent days on things that honestly I could have ha- got made happen in one phone call. Oh, boy. But I wouldn't make the one phone call because I was too busy doing, quote, unquote, the work. Right. And so I just, it, this is really the engine. If people can get past the fear, you know, the fear of missing out, right? Right. That that Mm -hmm. disease FOMO. Mm -hmm. If we could get past the fear of missing out and give ourselves time to stop working, i.e. just being busy, and really allow ourselves to focus in on what are the opportunities that are really going to move me forward and start maximizing those opportunities. Now, it doesn't mean that we still don't have to put in a lot of effort. But what it means is the effort is exponentially compounded because now we're maximizing what our efforts are doing instead of just busy taking inch by inch, step by step towards the future that we're trying to gain. So stop working and start maximizing. In theory, I 100% agree. That makes total sense to me. My question would be, how like is it a, is it a matter of when you're when your head is down literally and figuratively mm-hmm. just stepping back periodically like just stepping back looking from a different perspective asking new questions yes it's i did a blog the other day it's a break up your routine mm-hmm. you know give yourself an opportunity to go if you go home the same way every day go a different route if you're always getting up at the same time, get up at a different time. The interview that I do, uh, what I call the exponential conversation that's at the end of every principle, is with Will Packer, who is a film producer. And he, what he does is he works in Los Angeles. He lives in Atlanta. And he'll just have friends and family over to his home in Atlanta because it allows him to just have fun. Everyone that comes to his house, they don't care that he makes movies. They don't care that he knows Kevin Hart. They just enjoy him. And so it breaks up that mindset of the constant grind in L.A. And so that's how he says he gets his mind free to just think on new things. And so the how is giving ourselves the freedom, and you said it early, trusting ourselves enough to break up our routine, trusting ourselves enough that we can take those you know, recess breaks, like during the day, I encourage people take 15 minutes and just get up from your desk. Yes. Walk around. They they have school, they have recess in school for a reason. Yes. Because it breaks up the energy for the kids so that they can come back and focus. But as adults, we stop doing that. And so I've had moments where I break up my routine, I take a 15 minute break, and that thing that I was working so hard on in that break, it'll come to me. Oh my have, gosh, have, yeah. I've had that happen that. so many times. Have you had? Haven't you yes. had your best thinking in the shower? Yes. Always. Or walking my dog, and it'd be something I'm so <laughs> frustrated. I'm like, no, I can't walk right now because I got to figure this out before I do it. And then I'll just stop, go do it. And I was like, 
And it just, it's like it's given to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's the how. When you That's just take a break. That's the how right there. It happens, yeah. it happens to me when I'm driving home. You know, I have some tunes on. It's finally a moment where I'm you done with whatever frustration I had from my day. I've got the windows open with nice weather like this. And all of a sudden, the brain starts working. It's like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. That's I, the how. It gets that's a the, breath. That's the we. Yes, that is the how right there, to stop working and start maximizing. And it's counterintuitive, Sherry, but there's studies now that show that that the way our brain is wired, that we will actually be more creative and get more done by stopping periodically, interrupting, taking a break, then getting back to it. It's counterintuitive. You feel like you keep my nose down, the longer I work, the more I'm going to get done. And sometimes that's not always the case. And, and that's the challenge right there is that new paradigm shift, yeah. that new mindset of, oh, so you mean I'll be more productive if I stop? Doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but it but it does. I've yes. started scheduling. I'm like, Sherry, I have not, this is going to make you either laugh or cry, but I, <laughs> I have not taken a vacation since January 2010. Oh, I will slap her for you. I know. See, oh my goodness! Yes, I heard your audible gasp, and it's okay. You can gasp, <laughs> but no. But I'm getting much better. So now, I because I just figured, like you just said, work, 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 work. Now I schedule time to go have dinner. I schedule time to go have margaritas. I schedule time to lay on my deck or my terrace and just take in the sun. I do that on yes. purpose, and I don't feel guilty about it Good anymore. For you, I'm proud of you. That's Thank wonderful. You. Yes, <laughs> we celebrate that because that's big. That is yeah. big. And you said the key word, scheduling it. Yep. You know, if you want to know what's important to people, look at their checkbook and their calendar, what they spend <laughs> their money on and what they spend their time on. Right. That's what's important. <laughs> or you could just look in my closet. <laughs> you get both at the same time. <laughs> you know, something along the lines of what we're talking about, Sherry, have you ever heard of Sean Acor? He's the founder of Good Think, I think, and he's a he speaks at, he's a happiness expert and he speaks at Harvard and uh, teaches yeah. at Harvard. Um, and I remember coming across a study of his and it stuck in my mind and I never forgot it. Um, they showed they did a study of someone going from either uh, upset or angry negative emotions to feeling happy or even neutral to feeling happy. And then they studied their increase in productivity, their ability to close sales, their ability to come up with creative solutions to problems. And in line with your book, the results were exponentially better when your brain is in a good state. So for for people out there who think you are your best self when you work, 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 that if you allow yourself, go be a kid, go play, go yes. throw a ball around, a beach ball around, whatever, do something fun you will be a stronger, better, more intelligent, more creative version of yourself. So very true. And it doesn't take a full vacation, just like you shared. It can take just margaritas on the deck. It can be a 15-minute walk with your dog. It can be a nice drive home with the windows down, right? It does. People go, oh, I don't have time. I don't. I don't have a week for a vacation in Bermuda. But you don't need that. You can take a fifteen-minute vacation on your deck. Well, here's what I'm going to do because I'm always the one first to step up and take one for the team. Okay, <laughs> I am going to look out. <laughs> you say so yourself. I'm going to look out for my sister from another mister who's sitting across from me, and right. I am going to support you with that margarita on the deck. Oh, I will bring the tequila. 
okay, I'll take one for the team this time. I was just going to say, what? yeah, Sherry, yeah. she's really putting herself out here. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. Thank you. Up. I got your back, but okay? You know what? I appreciate that. She's buying the, the tequila. we make. Right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sherry, God, we could talk like I this forever. This I, I, I want to say a few things before we wrap up with you because this is, we've just like uh, touched the surface. Yeah, scratched the surface, got the tip of the iceberg here. But um, for those of you who are listening and you're interested, you have to get the book because Sherry, there's two things that I love. There's more than two things. Two things that I love about the book is that you it's replete with your personal example. So you're yeah. walking the walk, you know, and talking the talk. Um, and people who follow you will know that, I mean, you, you, you changed careers, boom, a couple of times. And look how successful you are. It can be done. It can be done. So I think people need to get that message. And the second thing I love about the book is the fact that Let's go back to the title for a minute. If they didn't read anything but the title, <laughs> if they didn't read anything but the title, they've and gotten subhead. a valuable piece of information. And subhead. Yes, and the subhead. Yes. Thank you. I tell people all the time, I am my first and most important client. Like, I I live this. I yes, live it. You if have no to. one ever read the book, I would still be living this. So it really is just my truth journey that I'm so grateful others have been inspired and and it blessed them as well because it really it does work like I I call them principles because it really does work and I thank you guys I'm excited to hear what you feel at the end of the journey once you finish reading it I I can't wait I definitely that's what I'll be on my deck probably minus the margarita because I want to remember the book Um, (laughs) we're wrapping up here with Sherry Riley she is the author of Exponential Living Stop spending 100% of your time on 10% of who you are. Sherry, what's your website? How can people follow you, find you, get your book? Yeah, so the book is available everywhere books are sold, ebook as well as the hardcover and audible or audiobook uh, on iTunes. And then I am Sherry Riley across the board. So website, Sherry Riley, S-H-E-R-I-R-I-L-E-Y. And it's the same for Instagram. Um, or they can text, 404-923-8073 and just text the word Sherry, S-H-E-R-I and that would allow them to join my Exponential Living community uh, which I would love for them to join. Oh, I'm joining. <laughs> you got a new groupie. You got two new groupies here. Maybe three. Uh, John, was there anything else on your... I know you, you've read the book. I have not yet. Anything else you wanted to yeah, get Yeah, no. Her? I just think this is fantastic. I highly recommend the book. Sherry, I think are you, you also are teaching a class on the Creative Live program. Are you doing that? currently people can find you there yes. As well. yes you can find me on creative live as well and i dive deep it is six hours nice. uh, and i think i'm teaching five of the nine principles so uh, we go deep um, on creative live that was a great experience so you can definitely get um, a lot more insight awesome. and a deeper dive into the principles awesome you have been great we really appreciate you coming on the show thank you so much sherry riley thank yes. you guys yes Loved thank you very much you. it was fantastic all right, we're going to so take a break. We're, we're going to come back. Quick yes, break. we are. So you stick with us. This is Happy Hour with Jonna and Carol. Thanks again to Sherry Riley for joining us today, and we will be right back. Jonna and Carol on K104. It's Happy Hour. Laugh more, stress less. It's Happy Hour with Jonna and Carol. It is Happy Hour with Jonna and Carol, and we have returned here. Hello, ladies. Hello, Frank and Barry. So some pretty inspirational stuff there from Sherry Riley, huh? 
It's yes. so great when you can have somebody who's wise and you can tell she, like, she's just coming from the right place. She really cares about oh what she God, does. Yeah. She's genuine. Right, but she I, was very comfortable. She, You know what? That's a great word. Yeah, she was comfortable. But but when they have lived it, you know, when people stand yep. up there and say, oh, my life is great. Look at everything's great. You got to do this. You got to do that. Eh. You yeah. know what? I like to hear your story. I like to know. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see anybody struggle. I mean it that way. But your street cred to me when you say you've been there and you went through the challenging time and you figured it out mm-hmm. and you made tough decisions yep. and then now you have results, that's who I want to listen to. Yeah, it's incredible because her story, if if you end up getting the book, it's just incredible how from, from the moment she turned down representing Usher, Usher so they could remain friends and then she left this high-profile record company, started her own company called Glue, which I think is kind of a fun name for a company. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then, Shut that down to become Sherry Riley empowerment speaker and yeah, author. It takes guts, and here it does. It does take guts. It takes, and we've had a we've known a couple people over the years who have taken that leap. Mm. You know, they always say that the adage is "take the leap and the net will appear." Yeah. Well, I've taken plenty of leaps, and no net, net appears. There. <laughs> there ain't no net, but you Been gotta there. leap anyway. Yep. I just hope that if you hit the ground, you land on your butt, so you bounce. Yeah. <laughs> And that's and that's what you got to do. But it does like she, her first thing that she said was you have to make a decision. And then, as you pointed out, other decisions just start happening after that because you know your ankle bones connected to your shin bone, etc. Yeah. So yeah, she was fun. She was very fun. Um, anyway, fabulous. So uh, so any critter updates? We haven't done any critter I, updates. So listen, I don't have a critter update, which is good news. Sure. Oh, it's always good news. I got yes. a bit of a critter. If you update. have no news. Yeah, no news in the critter sphere is good news. Exactly. Yeah, but you have now. You a, have a, a sort critter of. Problem? Well, not a, really a problem. Did I? T- I don't remember if we talked about it on the radio that my mother captured a, a stray kitten that she wanted. Oh wait, yes, I think yeah, you did so she's mention new, that. She's got a new little pal. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember if we it. talked about it on the radio. She kept caught it, loves it. It's adorable. It's warm enough to her. All that. Well, this has become now my kitten in a sense because it's um, like an every other day emergency and let me share with you we have another minute here my first emergency from Mama Chewy also known as my mother right can can you come up and help me yes mom what do you need the kitten pooped (laughs) they do that from time to time (laughs) and it stinks like heck and I can't find it Oh. So, yeah, because... <laughs> I'm assuming she did get a litter box and put the kitten in the litter box, this right? This was the first full day the kitten was with her that okay, this happened. Okay, I got you. Okay. But it does now go in the litter box. My job for the day is mm-hmm. to stop what I'm doing, get in the car, run to my mother's, and look for poop. You were a poop hunter. I was a total poop hunter. Poop hunter. Did you find it? I find, found the poop. <laughs> it was in the closet under the shelf. I was going to say, was it under Mama Chewy's shoe? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> and then yesterday's emergency was, and she literally calls me and says, and you know that what happens when my mother said we got problems. Like, I've yeah. got stories. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the door locked itself. I can't get to the kitten. What door? The bedroom door. She had it in the bedroom. And apparently, you know, just it has a lock on it. I'm like, so the kitten was locked inside the bedroom? Yeah. And she was panicking because she couldn't get to it. So you went there and broke down the door? Well, sort of. I was prepared to do that. She goes, do I have to call a locksmith? I'm like, no, mom. Give me your credit card. No. (laughs) Well, sort of. I'm like, I'm not really proud to tell you this, but I can probably get in there with a butter knife. Okay. We we don't need to get into why I know how to do this. (laughs) Or a bobby pin. 
Yeah. So I get there. I turn the doorknob and it opens right up. I turn to her. I'm like, Mom, if you wanted me to come see you and you <laughs> didn't have to lie, you just had to say, come see me. I need to see you. She's like, I swear I tried so many times I couldn't get it open. So then I run to Lowe's, put on a new lock that does not lock. It's just a turning knob. Oh, that is funny. So the thing is adorable. She's happy. Um, I'm really just teasing, but it is kind of funny how her challenges with this kitten are mine. It's okay. Everybody needs someone to turn to. Yes, and she's and got that, me. That would be you. Poop. Come find poop. Yep. You're just, and you know what? You're such a good daughter that you oh, went and honestly, did that. Whatever she needed. Right. It. I'm. 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 I'm really kidding. And, look, I don't and the crazy cat guy lives too far away. Yeah, to help. help. Right. Yeah. Now, Which is so. you. And I'm not even a cat person. And I've been been putting gourmet cat food out on my deck to try to lure stray cats to come over. Like you don't have enough problems. Because no, I, I know deep down you want a cat. I'm I not know, a cat I, person. I, no, I, I know you do. I just want one. I don't want one. I want one to like be an outside, like a little security cat. Yeah. Well, what's going to happen when the winter time comes and you I start know. getting concerned about that little cat? That's what happened with me with Gray. Till eventually, mm-hmm. I was able to figure out a way to get him in the house. But you can't just have an outside cat. Oh, I know. That's when I'll be bringing it over to Mama Chewy's. <laughs> And that's when Carol's going to get more phone calls. Oh, yes. this it's a Carol Pesci. It's a circle that, circle that never joy, ends. Joy. It just keeps going round oh, and round. Oh, you people. All right, All right kids. That's yeah, a wrap, ain't it? Uh, we, yes, we are going to wrap that up now, and uh, we will be back. Now, do we oh, know we who know. we're talking? We know who's we coming do. next who's week. Bradley uh, Cooper? Mastin. Oh, Mastin? Mastin Kip. He is the uh, founder and author of Daily Love. He do we have love. anybody on this show that's just named like Ken? <laughs> you no. know what I'm saying? Uh, just like a normal Mastin? Well, Sherry. Sherry okay. Riley, that was Sherry, a normal name. Oh, that's a yeah. normal name, I guess. Yeah. Okay, no, so that's, really that's co- one out of four. He's got yeah. a powerful story of going from rock bottom to climbing up. He's been on Oprah. He's um, he's very oh. cool. He's a big deal. He's brilliant. Uh, Mastin Kip. Mastin, wait, is he Australian by any chance? No. Oh, darn. Okay. <laughs> I can ask him if he'll talk in an Australian <laughs> accent. That's all right. You. My Siri talks in Probably. a male Australian accent. At least he'll take now. you to Outback when we're all done. <laughs> all right. So that's next week. <laughs> this yes. is Happy Hour with John and Carol. We do it every week here on K104, 7 o'clock, same time next Sunday. We'll talk to you then. Thanks so much for listening to Happy Hour with John and Carol. If you love this episode, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And if you really loved it, we would love you back if you give us a review on iTunes. Check us out on the web. You can join us there at netchicks.tv as well as on Facebook as Netflix TV. See you next time.